My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. I'm super excited with the guest we're bringing on. The guest I'm bringing on, Dr. Gordon. She's a former, well, I guess she's a retired general surgeon. So now she's a life coach and the founder of Launch Your Life and a Launch Your Life podcast. She's the host of. So, you know, you guys, I kept it really brief. This way we can get um, Dr. Gordon to go on and fill, fill in our gaps and tell us how she went from, you know, being a, a general surgeon to now being a life coach and the transition in between. So welcome to the show, Michelle. How's it going? Thanks so much oh, for taking the time out of your day. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it, it's been quite a wild ride. Um, I can imagine. Now, if you don't mind, if you don't mind taking us a little bit back and telling us a bit of the story behind it and how you got to where you are today, that would be amazing. So I mean, I think the best way to explain this is that I developed a belief at age five that the only way I could make money was to be a doctor. And I didn't know that this belief was running in the background until I was um, well into being a surgeon. And I was, right. I, I had always tried to do something else. I tried to leave medicine a couple of times and hadn't been able to, but this program ran so, so strongly that I entered medical school at age 31. Uh, because I just, I couldn't, I, I had this belief that the only way I could make money was to be a doctor. And it, it came from something my mom said when I was five years old. And so my brain created a program and unconscious programs, they run and we run until, until we recognize them. And that's, that's the interesting thing about the unconscious mind. It really does contain our programming. My interests were always in behavior change and how the brain works and if, if I had not had this program running, I probably would have ended up in psychology as, you know, probably some, a PhD in psychology or a psychologist or, you know, a therapist or something. Uh, but I ended up as a surgeon and I, I don't just, I don't regret it. It was great. And I made a lot of money because yeah. that was, you know, the, the program that was running. And Thanks. I grew my surgical practice from just me to uh, four other surgeons working for me. And at the end of 2019, one of my surgeons died by suicide. And it was not anything to do with the job. It was more to do with his personal life, but it was an easier out for him than looking for help, which made me think, you know, it was really a wake up call for me. It was like, I was really unfulfilled in my career. And I was so unfulfilled to the point that I had actually thought about ending it a couple of times. And I knew I wouldn't, but I was like, even the fact that those thoughts crossed my head, I was like, oh, I need to do something about my life. And so when this happened, it was just this big wake up call. And I said, I need to change my life. And that's when I set down the path of closing down my practice. Now I made a lot of money. I was making millions of dollars a year. And again, like I said, in, in our pre-interview, the having money makes life a bit easier. It really does. You don't have to worry about like paying your rent or something. 
or, you know, your car or whatever. But I also, you know, I spent a lot of money remodeling my house and buying, you know, a big fancy car. And those things are not the thing that makes makes me happy. I mean, it's nice to have. And it was great. You know, like I've got a 2016 Tesla, still driving it, right? I haven't bought a new car. And it's a Model X. It's number 808 off the line. I bought a signature Model X way back in the day. And what I love about that car is I never have to pay for supercharging, right? So now that I'm in a bit more of a tight financial situation, I don't have to pay to fuel my car. Um, so there's there's some nice things about having had more money in the past and money will buy you experiences. But the, the biggest issue for me is that wherever you go, there you are. And so mm -hmm. I found that out in real fashion when I traveled across the country in my Tesla last year and realized that it really is all about the habits that you have formed and how strong they are and how easy it is to fall back into old habits when, uh, for me, when I change my environment and, and for most people, it's easy to, you know, for me, it's really, really easy to fall into not exercising. And when I don't exercise, then I start to get depressed. And when I'm depressed, then I eat badly. And then when I eat badly, I gain weight. And then when I gain weight, I start thinking badly about myself and then I don't exercise. And so then it's a big, you know, perpetuating. Snowball. Yeah. Effect. And so mm -hmm. it was such a great lesson for me so that when, when I start to feel those, those things, I can actually start to recognize them. And so that okay. was probably the biggest lesson of my trip to California. Uh, other than, I mean, I, you know, I got to see a lot of the country and, and it was really, really fun, but the self-awareness is, um, you know, that, that was the biggest, the biggest lesson for me, I think. I love and that. Feeling like I'm self-aware, but knowing that there's all sorts of things I don't know, even though. Even right, but you're, you're so open to learning all these other things, right? Yeah. Love it. Incredible. Now, Michelle, tell me a little bit about, you know, if we want to cover, actually, let's start by covering, you know, throughout that time, three truths that you discovered throughout oh, that transition. Three truths. I, I'm sure there was more, but if there was, yeah. you know, the three that really um, came to mind. Well, the first one that comes to mind is it's okay to change. So when, um, when I, when I started thinking about, um, when I started thinking about leaving surgery, I was like, how, how do I, how do I even do this? I, you know, I was kind of stuck in a golden handcuff situation and I had to learn how to live with less. And there is this, this comfort, this, this, this concept, I mean, of enough, right? I mean, hey. do I have to keep buying stuff? Do I have to keep, I mean, you know, I've got a lot of stuff. You can see there's stuff behind me and uh, I, you know, I don't know if you're seeing the video as this audio, but, um, but there's stuff and, and like, what's enough, you know, how, how do you, how do you, throw away all the extra stuff. So, so I, I got to a point where it was mental health or continuing to stay in a job that I hated and I chose my mental health and that's kind of where I am now. Okay. Um, another truth that I learned is that suffering is optional. And it took me a few years to understand that. Like, like, you know, if I tell you, 
suffering is optional and you're like, yeah, fuck you. Right. Um, <laughs> a lot of people think that that's, that that's, you know, a pie in the sky, not real, but I'm in a situation right now where my, my son's in the hospital and he almost died. That's scary. And it's hard. And I cried, uh, you know, the, the day that they, that they lost his airway, I cried and thought that he was going to die. Um, but here's the truth about suffering. It, it comes from your thoughts. And so what I try to do is find gratitude in every, everywhere I can find it. Now, this isn't the first time I've had this issue with my son. My son was born uh, normal and then had cancer at 21 months. And so he's 29 years old. He'll be 30 in April. And we've been dealing with chronic illness since he was a baby, since he was just barely, you know, I was barely used to him taking up space. And it's a relief now to be able to say, I don't have to suffer, you know, and I don't have to be hypervigilant because every day that I have with him is a gift. And that's such a different mindset than saying, um, you know, just, just be worried that he's going to die every day. And, and for many years, that was my, that was my life. I was worried that I looked at him and thought he was going to die. And so that's, that's why I like, I believe suffering is optional. I can choose to be in suffering or I can choose to find gratitude and be grateful for every moment that I have with him or every moment that I have that I'm alive. And when I find, when I find gratitude, that gets me out of that negative headspace where it's, it's really easy to go to. I mean, you know, it's just, that's how our brains work. Um, and the, the third thing is that, again, it's kind of goes back to suffering is optional, but mindset is everything and how you choose to look at something the, the story you choose to talk, say about something, the tr story you choose to tell yourself about something is really what makes it work or not work, right? So the meaning that you assign to any given moment, any given, you know, you say something to me and I can decide it means something and you can think it means something else. And then, then you can, you know, play the communication game and whatever, or I can just say, well, um, maybe I just need to find out, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's that's where that's where most breakdowns come from is how I interpret something, and so I try to let go of meaning and and let go of expectation more than anything else. Incredible, you know. I think it's such an inspiration to see. I mean, you were a surgeon, a general surgeon for so long, and had your own practice and juggling, you know, losing one of the people working with you, and on top of you know going going through with having your son's, you know, health issues as well. On top of all that, like the fact that you come to a realization to that, you know. I should just be, you know, instead of being like, oh, why me? Why is this stuff happening to me and my kid? You know, you're like, this is a blessing every day being with them. And you're looking at it from that different perspective. Like that is such, that's such an inspiration truly. Cause I can't even imagine how you were able to juggle that. And the fact that, you know, you're looking at it from a whole different angle. It's, it's inspirational. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm glad that it's inspirational. I, I think for me, it's a matter. It was a it was a matter of figuring out how to actually survive. Um, right. I went through medical school. He was still getting chemo, and I was a single parent. 
So it was, um, you know, when I look back at that, you know, it's kind of powering through my life. And I, I used to tell people I was a chronic underachiever, <laughs> which now, you know, I look at it, I'm 58 years old and I look at it, I'm like, oh, um, probably not, probably more like a chronic overachiever, but just not with a, a good self-esteem. And, right. you know, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on here, you know, and, and I think, I think if, if there's anything, if you're listening to this and, and you're wondering, like, I don't know what's next for me or whatever, I think that the biggest superpower you can, you can muster is the fact that number one, all the answers you need are inside you. If you could just listen and number two, self-love is the superpower that you need more than anything else. And when you know that you're awesome and you know that there's no bad angles and you know that, that, that you can help someone, then you're unstoppable, right? When you're confident in that, but the main thing is to know that you're awesome just as you are and worthy. When you can get to the point that you realize that you have infinite worth and that it doesn't have, it's not about charging what you're worth. It's about getting the experience that you need to get it done. And then, right. you know, raise your price then. Raise your price to the point where you feel comfortable. Don't right. don't follow someone else's rules. Exactly. You're your own boss. You can make those rules yourself now, right? So well, yeah, but it's not just that. I mean, it's for anybody who's working in corporate or working, you know, in a job that they don't love or or whatever. It, at the end of the day, the answers are inside of you. And when you when you stop and listen, there's I learned a lot from James Altucher. I just, I, I've just started reading him and it's just basically choose yourself, man. <laughs> start Absolutely. With yeah. Start with you, invest in you, start with you, treat yourself and it'll come back in tenfold. You know, it's just. Well, as women, we're not taught that as women, we're taught that we're here to serve and, and maybe not for the generation that's coming up, but my generation for sure was. Yeah. Women are, you know, you're not supposed to talk back. You're, you're, you know, if a boy hits you, that means he likes you. Um, yeah. All backwards. Right. <laughs> yeah, and your job, you know, and, and it's so funny because up in, you know, I, I think about my elementary school upbringing and, and I was, you know, like equal with the boys until maybe fifth grade. And that's when, that's when they started like trying to be domineering toward us. And I was never like that. I was never like that. I was never right. one to be pushed down. I wouldn't allow it. Even though, even though I had, I mean, I suffered really significant abuse as a child and I never let it get me down. I was always one to get back up and just fight. And I had this beautiful brain, my brain. I, I love my brain so much because it completely blacked out. Like there's, there's a whole year of my life. I don't remember. And I don't remember it probably because of all the significant trauma that my body had had to go through in my psyche. And so what my brain did was it just blacked it out and said, you know what, you'll never have to remember this. And, and you're going to be able to move forward from it from here. And that, that is so amazing for me. Makes my, makes me like really be, I'm so happy. I used to really worry. I was like, why can't I remember this? Why can't I? And I spent several years trying to like uncover my memories. Figure it and out. I just, I just finally accepted it. And I was like, thank you, brain. I don't have to relive this trauma every single time I have a memory. And so it was, that's, I'm really happy about that. 
that shift to gratitude and being like, well, thank you. Honestly, I don't have to live through this over and over and over again, the rest of my, my life. Like, so was there any other pivoting, you know, into success, anything that you've learned while, you know, or anything that you can share with us? Yeah. I think for me, pivoting in midlife. So midlife is a, is a really great time for a woman, especially to take stock of what's important. We, we, because we are expected to serve, we tend to spend our youth raising our children, making sure that our spouse has a great career. And by the time menopause arrives, we're in this position where we can like we're, where the kids leave, our body's different and we don't even know what's happening, right? We're not like, nobody talks about menopause, really. It's starting to be a little bit more. I mean, there was a Super Bowl ad this year about vasomotor symptoms uh, or hot flashes. But at the end of the day, menopause is such a great time, midlife, to reassess. It's like, is this really the life I want? And that's what happened for me. I was like, I am not fulfilled in my job. I'm not fulfilled in my life. What am I going to do? How am I going to manage it? What do I want my life to look like? And I sat down and I just, I had a series of questions that I answered like about my ideal day. And as a matter of fact, anybody who joins my program, the first thing we do is we go through a whole ideal day exercise. Like what is it you want in life? And then we break it down into, you know, quarterly, monthly, weekly. What are we going to do this week to move forward? I love love that you're, yeah. And that you're actually taking the time to break that down because, you know, even if we can't get there overnight or within a month, every day and every week, we can make those changes to get us there in the long run. Right. Right. Well, here's the thing. I, I like to talk about 1% improvements. So from an exercise standpoint, let's say you walk 10 minutes a day, right. And you want to improve by 1% then 10 minutes a day, I mean, to improve by 1%, that's six seconds. But 1% improvements don't feel like anything, but they add up. And that's and that's why we want to go with constant never-ending improvement, little by little by little. Can I beat yesterday? And so instead okay. of comparing yourself, so I have a weight loss program. It's called 28-Day Challenge. It's just one month. You know, can you stick with it for 28 days? We do weekly uh, meetings and, and there's a whole curriculum, right? But the whole idea of that is to show you that if you can just beat yesterday and not compare yourself, not say, I want to get into my genes from my high school, like who cares, right? That body didn't have a baby. That body didn't birth, you know, didn't create life. And so when I was able to let go of that, you know, I used to be 120 pounds and, but I mean, who cares? how can I be better than yesterday? And that is the only litmus test I have is today. Am I better than yesterday? And when that happens, when you, when you can just stack these 1% improvements, then it's, you look back at it. And um, if you put a, if you start with a hundred dollars and you add 1% a week, by the end of a year, you've got a thousand fifty one dollars That's just 1% a week. Because they stack. It's crazy when you interest. Yeah. Right. So if you, right. if it's, so it's not like you're doing 1%. It's, it's like if you're, 
remember, you know, if you're walking for 10 minutes and then you add your, your 1%, that's six seconds, right? So then it's going to be the next day is going to be 6.6 .6 seconds and then moving on like that. Right. Those 1% a day improvements that, you know, in the yeah, long run, they add week, up, but they don't yeah. feel like anything. They don't feel right. like anything. And then all of a sudden it's like explosive growth. Right. It's like, holy and crap, look how much has what, changed. That's what an overnight success looks like. Success looks a lot like hard work and focus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. So Dr. Gordon, tell us a little bit about, you know, your intentions behind the podcast, Launch Your Life, and maybe where it's at or where you're planning to go with it. So I, I the, the podcast started um, as it was called the menopause movement. And so there's a whole bunch of episodes uh, that are named menopause movement. And I changed the name to Launch Your Life because as I was going through my own transition and starting doing this coaching, I realized that I don't really care about menopause. Menopause is an opportunity, but I don't care about mm -hmm. the condition itself because it's not a medical condition. It's a privilege of a long life. And I don't want to talk about it. I really don't. You want to complain about menopause, go talk to somebody else. You want to reinvent yourself, come to me. That that's how I, how I can help you. If you're ready to, you know, take, take menopause and turn it into the best time of your life, I can help you there. If you want to complain about menopause and talk about how, you know, you can't get HRT from your doctor, go talk to somebody else because I'm, I'm not right. there for that. There's a lot of opportunity for reinvention in menopause. And so when I realized that I didn't care about menopause, I was like, what do I care about? <laughs> and that's where I realized it's really about how can I help you become the best version of yourself? And that's through behavior change. And so I studied a lot of behavior change and behavior change comes through habit. And when you focus on habit, then it's, it's almost like, it's not your fault, right? You just have to, you just have to change one thing at a time. And that's what I, that's what I work on with people. Um, so launch your life is really about what mindset shifts you need to start to achieve everything. And so every week there's, there's actionable advice. There's also the last seven episodes are a memoir series and I, I started it and I didn't finish it and I need to finish it, but I'm going to go back to interview style for a while because as I was doing the memoir, um, it was, it was really hard because I talked about, I was talking about my trauma and talking about, you know, where I grew up and how, um, how it was, and it was just emotionally draining for me and I didn't love it. And I said, oh, well, I don't have to do that. And what I love about pivoting is you can just do it and you don't have to explain it to anybody. Just do it, just pivot. Just make those changes and surprise everyone, you know? Yeah. So Launch Your Life is there. There's a lot of really great uh, episodes. I've interviewed some of the best people in the world on it. And it's, it's like a, a hidden gem, I think, in the podcast world. I love this. Now, how do you go about getting these guests on your show for interviews? Tell me a little well, bit a about your them, strategy. A lot of them come to me, actually. A lot yeah, of them. That's me. great. Um, and I, I get, I use a pod matching service, podcast matching service. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I also have somebody who is in charge of getting me on podcasts so that I, I can get my, my name out there. Um, but I, <laughs> I really just, um, if, if I like what the pe person's saying and I want to talk to them and I think that I can learn something from them, then I'll have a conversation with them. Incredible. 
Oh, I love it. And like you said, I mean, even when you aren't, you know, putting episodes up and stuff, you're still getting so many downloads, like 1500 yeah, a day. I'm really with this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the podcast has been out there since, uh, I think, gosh, when did I start it? 2019. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And there's like 168 episodes. And, um, like I said, the last seven are, um, solo episodes just okay yeah telling telling about my life but before that there's i mean what we're doing now is i have a i have a newsletter series that um is really kind of pointing people back to the podcast if it's something super interesting for midlife professional women and so i have um i think i have the best newsletter for women in midlife and you can join i love this you go to drmichellegordon.com you can just sign up for my email and uh we can start to you know i start to get to know each other and so I'll email at least twice a week and oftentimes more. Incredible. Well, thank you for sharing that, Dr. Gordon, because I was just going to ask, you know, if anyone's looking to connect with you, I mean, the knowledge you have is just incredible. And, you know, that would be the perfect way is just go get on that email list and hear from you yeah. once or twice a week. Right. Yeah. And yeah. take we it from there. About, you know, I'll tell stories from my life and, you know. It's, it's, I, I really like doing email. I, I don't know why I never did before, but <laughs> <laughs> those changes, those, you know, yeah. we will pivot into it it's, and it will get there. <laughs> yeah, it's just part of growth, I think, more than anything right, else. Right. So, yeah. I love it. Now, do you have any other focuses for the next, I guess, for 2023? Like, I know you mentioned you have a weight loss program coming, then you're going to be diving to a 12-week coaching program. Any other big focuses or desires for the rest yeah, of the so year? If you're a doctor who wants to build a side hustle, I'm going to show you how. And that's actually my long-term goal. Um, I love coaching and I love coaching women to build their ideal dream life, but also doctors need a lifeline right now. Doctors in America, mm -hmm. especially um, because of how our medical system has failed doctors. And I, I want to show, I want to show doctors how to get started without a lot of money and to learn how to rely on themselves. Because as a doctor who was trying this, as I was working full time, I spent a lot of money and had a lot of no, no results because I didn't know how to do it. And so I want to give doctors a step-by-step -step way to build their side hustle online, selling their information, but without, without the, the fluff, what happens, I think, is after spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on online gurus, I found that they don't give you a full picture. You'll get a little bit from this one, a little bit from that one. And so I want to build something that's comprehensive, that won't break the bank, that will show doctors how to, how to build their business online and, and maybe break free from medicine altogether. I love it. And I mean, you are able to, you know, you went through it and you experienced the whole thing. So you can kind of navigate them as to, okay, let's not do this. Let's do this instead. I've tried that. Let's do this. And, you know, save them that. Um, get get through all, yeah, all the pitfalls I fell into and there were right. <laughs> oh. Well, Dr. Michelle Gordon, Dr. Gordon, sorry. I don't know. I love calling you Dr. Gordon, but I also love calling you by your first name, Michelle. That's fine. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing such inspiration. Truly everything you've been through and gone through and what you're doing now to change people's lives, especially at that mid life, like yeah. that is, that is something huge, you know, um, 
I appreciate it. This is exactly what I'm looking for on my show to share such value. And um, you were a rock star. So I just want to thank you again. And if you don't mind just letting us know one more time, the email to um, reach you at if anyone's looking to connect. Yeah. So if you want to send me an email, just send it to drg, Dr. G at drmichellegordon.com. That's D-R-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-G-O-R-D-O-N.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a privilege. So thank you. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on the show, just like Michelle did today to talk about your journey, uh, talk about pivoting to success, talk about the podcast, please go to top100interviews.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much, you guys. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Michelle. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.